Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. And we have a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to start off with a conversation about the hashtag men are trash. Apparently some men don't like that. Controversial. Really weird. That for the uh, thumbnail, we should have had me in like a trash can. <laughs> like a kind of like Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, see, I didn't know you were open to being in like comedic thumbnails. My whole my whole mind is like blown wide open now. So many more possibilities. Uh, then we have 18 to 8, which is this environmentalist movement or parody. I'm not even sure anymore. Saying that eight-year-olds need to be given the vote. And also we need to introduce socialism because that's how you save the world. Uh, Kristen Stewart then gave an interview recently where she was saying she apparently was being passed over for roles, perhaps in Marvel, because of her bisexuality. We're going to discuss. And then finally, we're going to be closing off the evening with a discussion about the Minds IRL event uh, that recently happened this past weekend, which we were a part of. And unfortunately, one of the, I guess, the bar that was hosting the after party, they're now being review bombed. For yeah, hosting us. It's yeah. a, an unfortunate thing. Before we get into all of that, though, I just want to remind you all that if you're watching this, you enjoy the show, uh, please be sure to subscribe over on blazetv.com slash Lauren. Um, not only do you get our amazing show, but actually Dave Rubin is now the newest member of the Blaze family. That was just announced this week. Very exciting. So happy to have him on. But with him on, you get even... I guess more bang for your buck. So not only do you get our show, Ruben's show, Crowder's show, uh, Ali Stuckey, Chad Prather, you get to enjoy us all and you also get to support the show. So not only our show, but Dave's as well. It's it's a great way to show the content creators that you like, that you're supporting them. And, uh, you know, if you aren't able to do that, but you're watching live, of course, Super Chat's always a great way to give into the show. We're not going to be stopping during the show, but afterwards, around an hour into the stream, we're going to be going through all of your comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, finally, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe because it really, really helps us out a lot. YouTube algorithm is mm. is tough cookie nowadays. Um, okay, so let's get into this. Hashtag men are trash. The other day I saw this trending uh, and I thought, well, that looks like some easy content. Don't mind if I do. Uh, so I was going through all of the different tweets that people were sending under the hashtag and, you know, hashtag men are trash or just the saying in general. It's become a, it's almost like a slogan or a motto for like, you know, the quintessential fourth wave feminist anti-man type and usually when you see people talking about oh, men are trash, they're complaining about things like uh, microaggressions mansplaining, manspreading, essentially non-problems, air conditioning is, is another one. Um, but what's interesting about the hashtag that was being, at least it being used this time around, is that it's South African feminists specifically who got it trending in order to draw awareness to gender-based violence. And I mean, I think I can safely say for everybody, regardless of how you, fe how you might feel about feminism, Gender-based violence, obviously a very real problem. So uh, we have this article that's written by the South African. It's a South African publication and author. I'm pretty sure she's giving the breakdown of how this hashtag exactly came to be. The article is called Twitter trending hashtag men are trash proof that men center themselves on feminist issues. The, uh, the writer writes, quote, the phrase men are trash has been around for a few, year few years now. It's fair to say that the campaign has been the most effective way to spark talk about gender-based violence, despite the majority of men still missing the point by a mile. The hashtag was trending on Twitter today, on National Women's Day, and one just has to look at some of the tweets to see why getting men to understand the hashtag is so damn hard. Uh, 
She continues, hashtag men are trash began trending in South Africa in 2017 when Caribou Makoena, I'm apologizing if, if that's not the correct pronunciation, was murdered by her boyfriend and her body burned. It's been used by women to highlight the abuse and violence that women experience on a daily basis. Men are afraid women will laugh at them. Women are afraid men will kill them. In short, the men are trash hashtag. Um, sorry, uh... In short, the men are trash hashtag is not about men. It's about what women experience at the hands of men. It's a woman's reality and lived experience, not a man's. And it's about raising awareness. Awareness is a wonderful place to start. People who want to learn will. People who don't won't. It's not always easy to reflect and not everyone has the capacity. That said, men are not supposed to be at the center of this conversation. Instead of responding defensively, the correct course of action here would be to shut up and listen. But why would we be defensive about something like that? Right? I know, right? Just like, it's not about you. Hashtag men are trash. No men. Not about you. Stop making it about you. Um, yeah, not shout into your screen about what a good guy TM you are. Many have said hashtag, said the hashtag would be more effective if we said some men are trash. Uh, honestly, though, that won't work either. Uh, including some will lead to a problematic trashy man still avoiding the issue because in his head he's a good guy TM and it doesn't apply to him. But the original hashtag knocks everyone in their fragility and makes you sit up and take notice. I mean, it that that's true. We're talking about it. I guess we're right. effective. Yeah, you have that. Uh, because no, not all men are trash, but yes, all women are targets. And by walking down the street, a woman has no way of knowing which one you are. Giving you the benefit of the doubt could be detrimental to her safety. All right. So that's the article. I just want to say, guys, I think we're having some issues with lighting flickering. It's actually not our lighting. It's I think we're having cord issues. It's so, not even the camera. It's... Yeah, it's not the camera. We're uh, Having some TriCaster difficulties. Apologize for that. Uh, but I don't think there's anything for the time being that we'll be able to do. Uh, ho hopefully it's not too much of a bother for everyone watching, though. Um, so right. this person is very take clearly taking an unapologetic stance toward hashtag not all men. Um, I... I understand the need to kind of make these bold statements to get as much attention as possible. Uh, but at the same time... I don't think all attention is good attention, though. Yeah, right? well, I mean, some people have that mentality where there is no, like, negative press. Mm -hmm. But I think that in this case, people really do think that you're being ridiculous. Well, yeah, know? I mean, that's that's fair. I was looking through the hashtag, and there was a lot of women feminists who were tweeting about it. We'll go through those in a second. But, but a lot of those... I don't know. A lot of them were men who were kind of upset that they were being called trash. And look, here's the thing. Imagine we have some like MGTOWs or MRAs or whatever who want to draw attention to, let's say, uh, gender discrimination in the divorce courts or uh, child custody. Right, hearings, exactly. Right? Which is a real problem. Something hashtag that I women think... are trash, question mark. Right? No, let's say they say uh, they, they decide to market this campaign with the hashtag women are whores. You know, mm. they get it trending. They maybe have it on some merch. It's their website. And then when all of these women complain, look, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not about you, okay? We're trying to raise awareness to men's problems. It's like... Yeah, just imagine how men feel. You know, you have to look at it through our lens. Yeah, I mean, great. You're, you're addressing a, a noteworthy cause. I don't want to yeah. diminish the seriousness of this. Like I said, this is not like some Western feminist complaining about the air conditioning being too cold or pink razor blades being more expensive. These women have, yeah. the people of South Africa have a genuine problem. This is not the way to solve that, right? right? So that's what's interesting is I would agree in some far-fetched way that men are trash, right? But that, that's, that extends to all human beings is what I would say. Like the yeah. implication is that men are trash and somehow women aren't. It's kind of the sub 
implication of that whole notion, I find. And that's what I find is ridiculous. You know, if you believe that all humans are kind of innately flawed, I guess, but that's not what they're trying to say no, right, and, at and, all. So. And the thing is like, they're trying to bring in the like hashtag men are trash. And the reason why, like yeah. this person said, they're they're not saying some when I saw people yes, yeah. uh, lashing out at the idea that hashtag not all men is because even if you're not yourself a rapist, they still see you as complicit in the system. You know, they, they ask like, oh, what about your brothers, your fathers, your sons? Are you pointing out all of the harm they're doing to women you're not being as a man proactive enough in trying to help us solve this but i mean at the same time if we start to blame people in a group for crimes they have not committed where does that end right a lot of people will say well women in south africa you know these are these are your sons these are your brothers these are yeah, yeah your sure. boyfriends why aren't you doing enough so it's just I understand why people are upset about this. And it's if you're trying to raise awareness, then trash talking the very people who are going to need to help you, not a great way to start out. And I think the problem well, is that they're looking to fourth wave feminism to solve a real problem. And that's not fourth wave feminism's strength. No, no, to not solve at all. Problems. Well, especially from this lens. For this problem, I think the reality is male violence happens mostly to males. Yeah. Right? That's it's true. overwhelmingly, you're overwhelmingly more likely to be the victim of violence if you're a male. Mm hmm. You know, of course, I think that it's particularly reprehensible if you are committing violence against someone like a woman or child or, or even someone who's just weaker than you in general. It's just that there's an imbalance there, I think, definitely. That's, you know, something worth addressing. But the reality is the problem is widespread violence, yeah. right? And I mean, it's less violence than we've ever had before. But at the same time, the, the lens that you're looking at it through is How does this feminism. affect women specifically? Right. And that's what makes the situation hard, right? Because South Africa in general is a violent place, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's a rape capital. It's also one of the murder capitals, one of the theft capitals. And We've we can had... agree that males commit far more violence than women. That's true. That's true. But I mean, there's yeah. also like you're painting a lens where it's like all of the men in this country are out committing crimes where yeah. women are yeah, actually like these angels where it's like, oh, I'm sorry, a crime-ridden populace is a crime-ridden populace. That's not yeah. to justify or say it's okay that anyone is hurt or anything like that. But it's like you have... A societal problem in South Africa and fourth wave feminism's tactics of saying men are trash is not going to get you out of this, right? If we're talking about how do we make South Africa safer for women, I mean, frankly, it takes a holistic like development approach, like, I don't know, improve education, uh, eliminate corruption, uh, encourage foreign direct investment for companies. Like, I mean, yeah, not an easy thing to solve, granted. Fourth wave feminism's tactics, sorry ladies, it's not gonna get you there. We have some tweets of people who were tweeting under this hashtag here. Here we have a man, Mathana Wongalathu. Again, apologies, I'm sure I'm pronouncing these wrong. He says, men should not be concerned about being labeled as hashtag men are trash, but men should be concerned with horrible tragedies done by our fellow friends and brothers. We should do our best to address and to eradicate the inhumane acts and behavior. Uh, I totally agree with that, but I'm not sure why like they're making it seem like either or like I, i'm not sure why you can absolutely draw attention to these problems without calling people trash so it's a, it's a weird dichotomy they're bringing up um here's a facebook post by someone named tumelo mogale i find this hashtag not all men are trash thing funny hashtag men are trash is a movement against patriarchy rape culture sexism and female abuse what is hashtag not all men are trash about defending male dignity who said anything about your dignity? Hashtag men are trash was never an attack on male dignity. Seems that it, yeah. why would you call, I mean, these are, I mean, Come it on. seems like the same ideology of people who complain about things like history yeah. being gendered language. 
They like they, but they can't understand why on earth someone would be offended by saying hashtag men are trash. Okay. She continues, you've created a response movement that isn't even a response to what we are saying. We are saying women are being raped and killed. You are saying, but I'm a decent guy. Do you see that we aren't even having a conversation here at all? You are not listening. That's your biggest liability. Well, I feel like they're not. Well, maybe you should be worth listening to, you know? Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, it's just like you've, this is why this isn't going to work. You've automatically put yourself at odds with the people who whose help you're trying yeah. to elicit it's like well no that's not going to work and i'm sure there's people out there who are going to be oh you know you're just like they're trying to do something real like solve rape and you're just complaining that they're being mean to men no i'm not i'm trying to help them solve this problem by telling them that they're doing an awful job of it right now because it's not going to help uh brett something on twitter says stfu if you are not educated enough on the matter you do not need to add your two cents Nobody thinks you're a revolutionist with your hashtag not all men BS. Yeah, just so that you know, in case you didn't understand that, when he says, if you're not educated enough on the matter, it means if you do not hold my opinion. Right. That's I what, thought that yeah. went without yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said it before. Hashtag men are trash is a movement against patriarchy, rape culture, sexism, and female abuse. F you if you... If you think hashtag men are trash is too generalizing, the protection of women and children is more important. I love like they're presenting again this false dichotomy. We either yes. call all men trash or we fail to protect women and children. Like why yeah. is that? Yeah, why exactly. is that the option? And it's like the men in the Titanic all, all took the lifeboats away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? And I would have agreed with them in some degree sort of thing. But I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so, I mean, ultimately, I, I feel like... It, Feminist circles have been expanding like worldwide. I mean, in universities in South Africa, I was watching some of the videos that were posted under this hashtag. They are spouting the, ex spouting the exact same Western talking points, but it's kind of worrying because it's like, like I said before, this isn't going to help you guys. Like fourth wave feminism was born out of a very cushy, very, I don't know, privileged environment. Yeah. So you try to take it and translate it into an area where you actually have real problems. It's not it's not going to turn out good. Um, yeah. And, and it's really too bad because, like I said, this South Africa, like it does need the help. If nothing else, watching this segment, um, I hope we've helped raise awareness about this uh, a lot more effective than saying men are trash. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next segment. Gosh. OK, so Twitter treasure trove of content for us. Earlier this week, there was a pretty interesting video going around on social media Raise some eyebrows, certainly got my attention. From Dave Suzuki, right? Yeah, the D yeah. David Suzuki Foundation, which is like right. an environmentalist foundation. Uh, they're they're active in Canada and the U.S. Not quite sure about, about Europe, but uh, they released this video clip. We have it here. So this is it, HQ, or headquarters for those who don't know. Every part of the machine is integral. Can't save the world without coffee. And naps. We polled kids across Canada and asked them to rank election issues in order of priority. 74% ranked climate change as the issue most important to them. Climate scientists are now saying we only have 12 years left to act if we want to avoid catastrophic damage. Downtown. That's why we're lobbying the federal government to lower the voting age from 18 to 8. Let the kids vote! Let the kids vote! Let the kids vote! Let the kids vote! They are the future, they deserve a say, if we work together. Sorry, um, it's just a little pitchy, so let's try it again. You're pitchy. Okay. 
okay, from the top. They are the future. They deserve a say. And if we work together, we can lower the boat and This guy can vote, and I can't. These kids are not here to kid around. Let the kids vote. Let the kids vote. Let the kids vote. Let the kids vote. Let kids vote. Let the kids vote. So before we even go into whether this is joke, this is a joke or not, uh, I just want to establish that either way, it's still exploiting kids for political gains, right? Re yeah. Whether this is a meme or not, I mean, this is still like kids didn't write that video, they didn't shoot it, they didn't edit it, they didn't post it. These, this is adults who who are LARPing and trying to use their kids to advocate for a cause that that they support. Much like that, uh, what's that young girl that Greta said, Thun yeah. Thunberg, I think is how you say right, it. Right, like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's so it's like they 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 bring out children to yeah. try to emotionally manipulate you. And then if you have any criticisms, like how could you attack kids? By the way, it's not even- <laughs> I love that. It's actually great. It's like human shields as yeah. children, but for, for your political- And it's not even, message. in my opinion, effective emotional manipulation because when it comes to climate change, the thing is like, I'm pro-environment. I want us to yeah. reduce waste. I want us to have, uh, you know- Frankly, I think the conservative position should be, you want to conserve the environment. That's what I would think. There's there's a weird kind of dichotomy there, but you know, within reason, of course. Yeah, I'm not talking about as, implement socialism. But as, I'm saying, as corporations, I mean, a lot yeah. of the initiatives that I've seen, which have been really fascinating, have actually been to save corporations money on things like excessive packaging, excessive ink designs, things like that. So not only is it good for the environment reducing waste, but you're actually reducing your own costs, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, if I did want to emotionally manipulate people in order to save the environment, let's just say that I did, I feel like the, you know, showing people footage of bleached coral, um, like animals swimming in trash, that is like way more effective in my opinion. It actually like shows you what you're doing rather than just like, here's some chi children. Don't, Look yeah. at the children. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And uh, it's like, I've, I think the only environmental issue we've really talked about and been critical critical of on this show is the Green New Deal. I don't I, I don't remember any other things because I, right. I I was posting well, that's about ridiculous. It's not barely about it's barely about the environment. Yeah, ways, I, I right? agree. And I, I was posting about this on social media and someone said, well, you, it's just because you hate the environment. You're always anti-environment. It's like literally only thing regarding the environment I've not been on board with is the Green New Deal because it tries to push social socialism and then like any type of environmentalism is like a, a little asterisk. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hate this like fear-mongering, child-exploiting, pro-socialism branch of environmentalism yeah. that has seemingly taken over. Well, they said, like, vote like a kid, right? Yeah. Which is funny, because to me, like, humans really identify with things for two reasons. One is because they get attention with it, and they might like it. I guess is the third one, but they, they, they get attention for it. And that happens even for adults. If, if, you know, you get attention for being transgender, you're more likely to be transgender, for instance. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. Don't get me wrong. But... Kids, obviously, in this situation are going to get attention for it. But there's also something unique about kids who, when they really believe something, it's generally because adults told them that it's important to believe that. Yeah. Right? Well, so, that's we did an entire video about why it's wrong to exploit kids for political purposes. And like in yeah. that video, they say like, this many percent of eight-year-olds believe this. I don't care what eight-year-olds believe. Eight-year-olds like, believe at, what you told them to. Yeah, yeah. At, about anything. Like, I'm sorry. I'm someone who actually thinks the voting, voting age should be raised to 30. 
or you know like mid-20s at least because we actually understand neurologically people are still developing up until it's like i don't give a crap i'm sorry what an eight-year-old what a 16-year-old says we should care about like the only reason mm. you care is because you think that you can like emotionally manipulate the rest of us say like oh see they want to save the environment yeah. like they're gonna die unless like it's it's ridiculous that, that's how i felt about uh the parkland kids as well frankly yeah and, and no, you know but uh, from uh, at every angle too like it just we're exploiting people that agree with us for every political gain possible. And I, I think it's shameful, frankly. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's just, it's so transparent as well, because like, th there's a reason why, like no one is really saying like, hey, let's give kids beer younger. Hey, let's give kids driver's licenses younger. Let's make kids allowed to sign contracts younger. This only really comes up when it comes to voting and political issues, right. because then it's convenient. But when it comes to other metrics of which we're supposed to trust children, Oh, it, sexual like, consent. There's a big oh, one. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, then like, then everyone's yeah. like, no, no, older is better. It's like, haha, I see what you're doing. Um, So, like, obviously this video came out. It got ratioed to all hell. No one liked it. I think, like, it was it was very, very pitiful. Um, yeah. But some people are saying, like, no, come on, guys. This is obviously just a joke. Why are you taking yeah. everything so serious? Okay. This from the people who thought Ali Stuckey's mock interview with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was a, what did they call it, a doctored video? <laughs> So like, don't even pull that. But um, anyway, we ha we went onto their site, and we have this is like this is the the paragraph that kind of greets you as soon as you go on to eighteen to eight ca, which is the website they're promoting, and it says you think kids voting is crazy, doing nothing is crazier. It says we are a group of Canadian kids who want to tackle climate change in the voting booth. We are the future of this planet, and we're not going to just sit back and watch as it gets destroyed. While grown-ups are worried about grown-up things like gas prices and political popularity contests, we're passionate about protecting the natural world, our home, and we're willing to prioritize a livable climate over all issues. Um, so this whole thing, they're LARP, what we have is like adult activists LARPing as children. So it's like, again, like, you can say it's a joke if you want, whatever. On this site, first thing, they're still LARPing. They're still in character. Maybe some people believe it actually is children. It's clearly not. And uh, in the, like, uh, I guess, like, FAQ section, um, it, it continues, like, are you serious about the future of our planet when it asks, is this serious? We need to reduce global emissions by half by 2030, and we're not on track. Time to get serious. It's really only when you go to the take action section of the site where they admit, quote, okay, we're not actually lobbying to give eight-year-olds the vote, nor are you eight-year-olds writing this. Obviously, they don't say that, but it's true. Uh, but there are some things you can do to, right now to help us. If you're not a kid, vote like one. Yeah. Yeah, even that, like, you could say it's a joke. It's still stupid. Like, it's the whole premise is stupid. Don't vote like a kid. What kids would actually vote for, if they could, would be, like, more nap time, uh, free candy for anything, and, like, socialists, they would actually believe it's free because candy and Medicare just grows on trees. Um, so this is just, like, a, it's an awful idea. I don't know who, like, clearly multiple people must have been involved in planning this. I don't know how this got, got passed approval. Um, our partners at the David Suzuki Foundation share our passion and our vision for the future of the planet. They are asking Canadians to prioritize climate change above all other issues. And like, see, um, I think it's the Yellow Jackets and Daisy Cousins did a video about Greta Thunberg where she mentioned this. Um, you know, the elites are worried about the end of the world. Everyday people are worried about the end of the month. Um, so yeah. I'm like, I'm one of those people who absolutely wants to do what's right for the environment. But at the same time, when people say things like prioritize climate change above all other issues where they're willing to send a nuke to the economy in order to lower emissions, it's like, 
you can't expect the average person who's really concerned about feeding their family to get on board with that. And, you know, protecting the environment, taking care of our families, it's not really either or. But these people seem to want to make it either or because they're the things they're proposing are really that extreme. Right. Um, and then also on the website. So what they really want to do is they have a pledge here and they want you to sign it and send it off to a whole bunch of people. This is a this is for the Canadian government specifically. And mm -hmm. looking through the list of demands, it's really, really interesting because there are some themes that uh, also uh, we see we saw rather in the Green New Deal. So it says, dear recipient name will go here. I demand that any government that represents me must implement a strong and credible climate action plan that meets our international commitments to keep global warming below catastrophic levels. Okay, not a fan of international commitments. You guys know that. You've mm -hmm. maybe seen my videos about the UN, but okay, overall, whatever. That's about climate change. That one's fine. Yep. Then, then this is where this gets interesting. Number two, establish economic equality and ensure social justice. No, hold up a second. I thought we were talking about the environment here. Like, whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> wait, what? Like, this is okay. First, you were like, oh, we want kids to be able to vote. Just kidding. We actually just care about climate change. Here, sign this petition. Just kidding. We actually demand economic equality and social justice. Like, what? Yeah. Why? What is? Why do these things just always the go together print, now? People aren't supposed to read that far. This is ridiculous. I mean, it's like it's like what a Psycat Chakrabarty AOC's, I think, former chief of staff now was saying about the Green New Deal. It's not actually about the environment. They wanted a method to introduce like far left policies like socialism. Environment was just like part of it. This is like <laughs> what you can't just like slip the like economic equality in there. It's like a really big thing. Goodness. Uh, the third one is also strange. Respect and promote the inherent rights of indigenous peoples outlined in the UN Declaration and on the rights of indigenous peoples. Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, that's another one in there. It's like, what does that have to do with climate change? I'm, I'm having trouble with that. Well, it's because indigenous know. peoples like live in harmony with nature. Oh, yeah. As the stereotype <laughs> that's not goes. A trope. <laughs> so, you know, by giving them all of their, their rights, then we'll, we'll be fine. It's like Avatar. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. exactly like that. Uh, OK, another one, restore native biodiversity to healthy, sustainable levels. OK, that actually is about the environment. So that's right. fine. Ensure a livable planet for our children. All right. So like, the, good. Yeah. You know, the rest of it is fine. But it's like those, those especially the social and economic quality. Yeah, one, like, that that's a like, pretty. Oh, yeah, pretty big one. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is not this video is stupid, therefore let's hate any environmental efforts because that's not true. But I think we do need to kind of notice that there are a lot of these environmental groups popping up or envi environmental activists, I would include AOC in this, who have a very catastrophic view of, of what's going to happen with climate change, which, you know, I believe in climate change, but I also think like 12 years and then we're screwed. I don't know about that. Um, I've heard and, that for a while now. Yeah, exactly. And they're, um, yeah, they're, they're trying to use... I guess our concern and our action toward the environment to install like far left policies. It's so strange to me how those have become like married. It's kind of like the uh, the atheism plus movement where it's like atheism also joined with social justice. Now we have like environmentalism plus where it's like environmentalism plus yeah. social justice. There's a huge overlap there. It's weird. It's weird. Like why well, don't get why those need to be the same thing. And it's like you're politicizing climate change when you really shouldn't be. No. I think if you were just 
like it's, sticking to it's be bipartisan. Really. Yeah, sticking to scientific facts and not going overboard with what you expect from people. This would go a lot more smoothly. Bjorn Lomborg of the Copenhagen Consensus is an environmentalist who I really like because he obviously cares very much about things like conservation, but he's also not a crazy person. He's an economist, I think. Yeah, right? exactly. So he Doctor recognizes that anything yeah. you do, there's costs and benefit, right? Is it worth spending all of this money to reduce emissions this much? If it means, you know, you're going to wreak havoc on like every third world economy, maybe we try to think of a di different way to do it. Um, so yeah, I guess in conclusion, my advice to you, gentle viewer, is a uh, Donate other places, not Hello. the David. Oh, I'm joking. Not the David Suzuki Foundation. Uh, not only just donate other. Like, I think there are a lot of environmental groups out there. Watch where you're giving your money to. Don't assume yeah. oh they're pro environment, therefore they're, you know. I mean there there are. You know what's, what's a great way of doing there. it is hunting. Hunt, mm -hmm. Hunters are some of the best conservationists uh, in North America, at least. Yeah. Although, uh, don't States. bring that up to your vegan aunt, no. as Liam found out, because apparently <laughs> that's... Yeah, she was... I don't know why you thought that would be a good idea. Uh, I don't know. I thought she had... Never mind. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, yeah, also, I mean, if, if you're looking to spend money on, I guess, environmentalism, there are a ton of, uh, like, zoos. I know the Eco Museum in Montreal, they, they care for local animals that work on local conservation efforts, or even just, in, you know, investing in something in your own lives that works on reducing the amount of waste you produce could also be uh, way more useful than signing this pledge to, I guess, let eight-year-olds vote and uh, in install socialism. Yeah. All right, so uh, we move on to Kristen Stewart. If you don't know who she is, she was the actress who played Bella Swan in Twilight, i.e. like the girl in Twilight. There was like the boy vampire who fell in love with the girl. She's the girl. Mm -hmm. She's also been in some other stuff. Um, She's an interview or she did an interview recently where she talked about how her sexuality might have impacted her getting a role in a Marvel film. We have some of that from USA Today. The article is called Kristen Stewart said she was told, quote, you might get a Marvel movie if she and girlfriend nixed PDA. So this writer says that, quote, Kristen Stewart says there was a time when she was warned that her sexual orientation was negatively impacting her career. I have been fully told if you just like do yourself a favor, and that's her speaking, not me, and don't go out holding your girlfriend's hand in public, you might get a Marvel movie, Stewart remembered in an interview with Harper's Bazaar UK. I don't want to work with people like that. The Charlie's Angels actress also explained why she doesn't shy away from talking about her sexuality in order to openly experience her existence. That's a experience your existence. They talk a lot like that. It's very... I don't know what that means. Very feely. But let's, of... let's experience her existence together. I think I just want to enjoy my life. And that took precedence over protecting my life because in protecting it, I was ruining it, she said. I don't know what that means, but that's okay. Like what, you can't go outside with who you're with? You can't talk about it in an interview? I was informed by an old school mentality, she continued, which is you want to preserve your career and your success and your productivity. And there are people in the world who don't like you and they don't like that you date girls and they don't like that you don't identify as quote unquote lesbian, but you also don't identify as quote unquote heterosexual and people like to know stuff. So what the F are you? Stewart, however, does not adhere to a label and chooses instead to just embrace who she is. That's How that modern. Term again, yeah. I just think we're all kind of getting to a place where, I don't know, evolution's a weird thing. We're all becoming incredibly ambiguous, she said, and this is a really gorgeous thing. I feel like what we're seeing in modern societies is, is the exact opposite of evolution, which preaches like survival of the fittest. We have become so like soft and protected that it's like the most inept incompetence. Yeah 
like unable to survive really are what's flourishing. It's yeah, you really want to limit the people that are fittest. Yeah, right now. Um. So okay, look. I feel like this interview would be kind of like if I said, oh, I was told I could have gotten a recording deal with Sony, but I'm mixed race, so I didn't. Yeah. Like, maybe that's true. But at the same time, there's also probably other reasons why I wasn't offered a recording deal with Sony, right? It's like, you know, was was the opportunity really there? Like, was was that it? Because, I mean, no offense to Kristen Stewart, but we've seen Kristen Stewart's movies, and like oh, she—I yeah. mean, she was fine in Twilight. She like, because she 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 does that like awkward like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the other movies, it's uh... like her like kind of like awkward, breathy like emo vibe. Like she does that, and yeah. That's fine. It worked for that role, perhaps. Yeah, it worked yeah. in Twilight. Um, and then I also saw her in The Runaways, which is like that a. Uh, biopic with Joan Jett and she played Joan Jett and she was fine in that too it worked with that but it's like she she's like Seth Rogen I think she just plays herself mm. which is fine in some movies uh that Snow White movie she was in was was a weird casting yeah that's choice. when I saw that I, 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 yeah that oh, was a she, weird movie as a whole but... yeah she canoodled the director in that one. Oh yeah yeah so I guess mm. that explains a questionable casting choice but I mean yeah the thing about like Marvel movies is that they do have almost a comedic they're not comedies, but they're kind of lighthearted. And I just, I have trouble picturing her with Thor. Like, you know, with Chris Hemsworth just kind of. Well, she's also just trying Captain to victimize America. herself into a role, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. It's like that. And that's like, it's almost like what the feminists were doing in our first piece. Yeah. Like, men, we're victims here. Help us now. But it actually works in the in the industry to some degree, right? Well, Where I, they need to prove, oh, no, we're not actually against bisexualism. We, we will. Well, that's why I, know, I thought it was her. a strange comment to make, especially since Marvel is woke. Like, Marvel is pretty dang woke. I mean, the new character they have, well, not really new. It's been like two movies now, Valkyrie. You don't know this because you don't watch any movies. But uh, in Thor, or at least among Thor's entourage, there's a character, Valkyrie, who is like a black woman. And I think the, the it's actress. It's like Norse mythology, I think that was in that, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the okay. actress. Actress uh, mentioned that she had sought or filmed a scene where her character was like queer, and I think the actress is as well. So, I mean, and never mind the whole Captain Marvel fiasco. Yeah. So, Marvel seems pretty woke. I don't know. It seems strange to single them out as like they're the like promoting the heteronormativity in the yeah. industry, and they they don't want want it to work any one who's not straight or something don't quote me on this but i think i saw a video it might have been from the quartering or something like that or just a headline of it saying that they might have an all-female marvel movie i think i saw soon. that and too so i don't know if that's true or not but that's the wokeness level of marvel at this point so yeah and in, in case anyone possible. is wondering not that i really I, th I don't think you're wondering um what kristen stewart is doing now uh like this interview or the article mentioned she's actually starring in uh one of the upcoming Charlie An Charlie's Angels reboot, which no one asked for, but it's happening. And it's uh, it's got a female Bosley. It's modern. Um, we have part of the trailer for that. And granted, she didn't write this. So let's all, you know, give her some slack, but also just the delivery. All right, <laughs> let's check it out. I think women can do anything. Just because they can doesn't mean they should. <laughs> but I have so many talents. It's like I'm I'm just a decoy star. That's just the way you make me feel. Who steals your manager? Need money. Outstanding angels. 
just like the comedic timing is is not there. I don't know. I I I don't see it. Um, I'm sure this movie will do well. I mean, it's it's hitting all of the like the markers that we've seen have really historically encouraged a movie's growth. I mean, like they're bringing up the feminism line like right on the get go. Very awkward action scenes. Just it's gonna be good. Um, so yeah, I mean, the 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 only thing I can really think of is that, of course, when it comes to movies, I think more so than TV or even music, um, studios are reliant on places like China in order to make their money back. Yeah. And I know that, like, if it comes to a movie and you want access to the Chinese market, there are a whole bunch of stipulations stipulations you need to make. Like, you can't it can't be ghost centric. Chinese government doesn't like that. Um, and there are a bunch of other Very things. specific things. Yeah, yeah it's like you. Ha- it's better if you have some sort of Chinese influence, like a or funding figure. or yeah. an actor. That's why Independence Day had that actor. That's why I think there are some Star Wars yeah. films recently that also had Chinese because they want access to the Chinese market. So a lot I, of Transformer movies, they had like Chinese generals and stuff like that. Yeah, or you were film the ones, in like, China. The, yeah, yeah, like they have like so. a nationalist policy when it comes to film. They want, they're only going to let you into their huge market if you can do something for them. Um, so, I mean, yeah, maybe that would be why people supposedly were, were saying her to cool cool off with the yeah. bisexuality. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I could easily see it just being yeah. she's kind of uncomfortable to watch. I mean, in China, I think it's frowned upon, and correct me if I'm wrong, but to PDA, you would lose social points if you're if you have public displays of affection yeah, with, Chi- even, with Chinese, even straight couples, right? Yeah, like Chinese none culture of, is yeah. very, very anti-PDA. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not something that you see. But, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know how much that would translate to an actress who, it's, it's not like she's Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears. Those are really old examples. But, you know, the, the, the people who are in the media, the tabloids every day doing crazy things. I don't know. Maybe Kristen Stewart is just being deprived of her well-earned Marvel roles because of her sexuality. Maybe uh, I deserve my Marvel roles. Yeah, maybe well. it's because she's kind of awkward and doesn't have much much depth and isn't that good looking considering. But whatever. Who 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 are we to say? Uh, best of luck in the new Charlie's Angels movies, I suppose. All right. So to finish off the evening, we have a story that actually involves us. Strangely oh, yeah. enough, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so this past weekend was Minds IRL. Uh, it took place in New Jersey. It's uh, it was a conference that was put on by. Mythicist Milwaukee, the guys who host MythCon, they're here on YouTube as well. Uh, Minds.com, the social media platform founded by Bill Ottman and Subverse, which is Tim Pool's, I guess, like journalism company. Company. Yeah. Um. So it was a one-day conference featuring a bunch of different political commentators of different political beliefs, liberals, progressives, centrists, conservatives, all that. And the panels were issues like immigration, corporate activism, uh, prohibition was one. Um, what else? Political violence was another. Uh, comedy, future of comedy, uh, was one that I know Count Dankula was on, and you know Rucka Rucka Ali. So there were a bunch of uh, a lot of the people who were speaking were YouTubers, and yep. so obviously I think to most people that sounds like a lovely, uh, if maybe even somewhat unassuming event, right? Like, oh, that's nice, a political conference. Um, have fun, I guess. However, uh, because we are living in a time where reactionary morons who are also authoritarian. Uh, roam the internet completely unchecked uh we cannot have nice things we really can't so if you guys were keeping up with this um this event was announced months ago really really months ago and it was completely fine but yeah we've been promoting it for ages it feels like mm-hmm. and thank you for everyone that showed up yeah by the way. got to meet some of you guys up. which was really cool yeah but uh what happened was just you know, around like kind of closing in on a month before the event uh 
people started freaking out by people yeah. i mean like a tiny subsection of the population um i think new jersey calls antifa terrorists so they're not officially antifa but they just have different names yeah, yeah. They, they, they by any other name it is it is that kind of people they actually managed to get the original venue to cancel to pull out of their contract I think the organizers yeah. are considering legal action against them now because you can't just pull out of a contract. Um, we ended up getting a different venue, but because of all of the, you know, there were threats and harassment, we as speakers only found out like the night before and people were fa like told two hours beforehand where to go just so that the, you know, there wouldn't be this huge push trying to get the venue to cancel, emailing them, calling them, showing up. Um, so ex anyway, the event happened, it was wonderful. But yeah. uh, and the new venue was terrific, by the way. It was, it was a casino. It was at a casino. Those so security guys do not mess that. around. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to take any any guff from any Antifa. So that that was all great, and we had an after party afterwards, which was also amazing. But the thing is, uh, the bar that was hosting was the same bar that was originally publicized, and those people would not let up on those poor or poor owners and actually like yeah. having seen them interact with anybody and meet with them we, we met their son it's just it was heartbreaking to hear about how they had been harassed simply for fulfilling a contractual obligation to host a party yes that's all yeah. that that is their great crime um you know people actually at that after party ended up to show up to protest they were very low energy. Uh, they did do that like fascist, KKK, race, Nazi. Yeah, there was like four chant. of them chanting in the group of 50 when we walked by. So yeah, very thing, low energy. You know, and low energy. Like, they, they only started chanting once we arrived. And then like as soon as we went in, they also stopped. Because yeah. it's like, I guess they didn't have energy to keep it up all night long. By the time it was over, they had left. But uh, Melissa Chen, who is apparently my doppelganger. People mistake me for her all the time. I look nothing like her. She's full Asian. Uh, also, just like a different person all around. Anyway, she wrote an article describing everything the venue that bar had gone through uh, leading up to this event and even afterwards. And it's, it's I don't know, it, it makes me emotional. It makes me really upset just thinking about these small business owners. Uh, it's from The Spectator. The article she wrote is how a New Jersey brewery unwittingly became the latest culture war battleground. She writes, the ensuing ordeal has transformed their story. She's talking about the whole thing trying to get the event canceled she's talking about the owners of the bar has transferred their, their story into yet another cultural flashpoint in the wider outrage mob fueled political and culture war we've been getting terrible reviews on google as far as like these guys are nazis nazi supporters and they started a call campaign against us rich said who's one of the owners they were three days solid of phone calls after phone call from as far away as san francisco a few names on the conference agenda were singled out Carl Benjamin, a.k.a. Sargon of Akkad, and Count Dankula, a controversial online personality, both of whom are members of UKIP, a right-wing anti-immigration party. This caught Rich Myers completely off guard, so he decided to take a closer look at the Minds IRL speakers. When we host events, we don't ask many questions. They tell us if it's a wedding or christening or baby shower. As far as details about guests, we don't care, he said. See, that's pretty reasonable to me, right? Because yeah. you're... A venue and people are like hey can i have a party here i mean do you want them to give out like hey we have a questionnaire we know we're gonna need you to give to all of your guests do you hold the correct beliefs just to make sure we're politically aligned but then after that that's sure 
I mean, I think these people would actually say, yeah, that's reasonable. Like, let's do that. Oh, of course. Yeah. They're, they're insane. The first speaker he researched was Tara Devlin, a comedian and progressive commentator who founded the unapologetically liberal website RepublicanDirtyTricks.com, stumbling upon a YouTube video where she opened with the phrase, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Rich found it incongruent with the protesters' accusations, and so he went down the political YouTube rabbit hole, consuming video after video for three days straight just to get a better idea of the people who were going to be attending this maligned after party it was clear that there was just no way this was a white supremacy meeting he said you don't bring in gay people black people trans people the gambit of people that were represented by this or the number of women that were represented by this made the protesters claims extremely unlikely i like that extremely unlikely <laughs> maybe they're still nazi white supremacists but i like this right. guy he's like it's, it's looking a little more doubtful you would think the protesters themselves would have that same i don't know critical thinking ability Apparently not. Uh, Megan Myers, whose personal social media accounts were linked to the brewery's business page, and she's the other owner, faced a barrage of personal insults online. She was first accused of hosting Nazis, and before long, the charges evolved and escalated to her being called a Nazi herself. As a Jewish woman, she considers the malicious use of the epithet Nazi morally unconscionable. You cannot idly use the word Nazi and not offend me, she said. Rich agrees. I had family disappear in Germany in World War II. There are a couple of ancestry lines that stopped around the time of concentration camps. To be throwing these words out, it's really offensive. Not the kind on the border of Mexico, by the way. Yeah, Very like the actual kinds. And this is so, like, it's so sad to see because these yeah. are people who, and the article mentions earlier on that, like, they didn't even have Twitter accounts. So they are completely not in this whole crazy culture where they're just regular people who own a business and they're actually liberal. Like the, the bathrooms, there are individual stall unisex bathrooms that just say human instead of like male or female yeah. so it's like they're just regular normies who own a bar open to hosting events and all of a sudden these crazy people are trying to get them to back out of a contract which by the way you're not allowed to do right if you if you sign a contract you can't just be like i'm flaking um and they're calling them nazis like i mean I think you and I are kind of used to being called a Nazis by the by this point, unfortunately. But to the average person, like that must be shocking for them. And I'm so appalled that these people didn't have like the first yeah. thing the the guy did, Rich did after he started hearing all of that, all of this was go and look at the speakers list. Mm -hmm. Apparently, these people who had enough time on their hands where they were calling for three days straight and managed to show up for a few hours to protest, they didn't even bother to do that clearly because otherwise they would know that there were no white supremacists. Yeah. Well, one of the things that one of the event organizers um, told us, and shout out to all of them, by the way, that was, mm -hmm. it was terrifically managed, and especially with the quick turnaround on the venues, they had a very short window of time to yeah, find a venue. Yeah, because they had to find another one, because the other one backed out. Yeah. And also, the Sugar House Casino was terrific, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, yeah. But he was saying that because multiple speakers did not end up showing up because of, in large part, all um, of the threats the threat and the of violence yeah. that would happen. And, and of those speakers... They were all women. They were all women. Some of them were women of color. Some of them trans women. Like, yeah. Like Larry and, White, and for example. And queer as well. Like right. She, and it's like... You're, you're so open and tolerant that you're actually... Your threats of violence are scaring away women, women of color, LGBT women from speaking. Like, I hope you're happy. Like, you guys yeah. are so unbelievable. And they were also pointing out that, like, if you looked at the list of speakers on Minds, it was, like, more than half women, mm -hmm. lots of people of color on there. You know, in fact, what ended up happening was, I think it was, what's his name, Daryl? Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis, yeah. Um, the gentleman who 
would speak to KKK members basically and convert them away from. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. He, he like has befriended over I think twenty KKK members or even I think, more. Than I, know, that. I think it's more. Like um, um was, a ton of them. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, yeah two hundred KKK members and convince them to hang up their robes just by being friends with them. So he was one of the speakers, and it's like these people didn't care. They're, it's still a racist Nazi event because mm. Sargon, ooh, Sargon is speaking, and it's like I mean. I, these people, I, I don't know how they, they function in their day-to-day lives with their, I guess, critical thinking being as low as it clearly is. Like, I'm actually worried about them. Um, do you look both ways before crossing traffic? Maybe not, because, I mean, if you didn't, I wouldn't be surprised based on the behavior I've seen from you. It's ridiculous. And so, like this article mentions, this the bar, the Human Village Brewing, Brewing Company, they are now getting review bombed. Um, yeah. Yelp actually did take action to remove the people who were just calling them Nazis and who clearly had never been there. Right. Uh, but Facebook and I think Google as well haven't been as diligent. And uh, the, this article finishes off with, uh, while the Human Village Brewing Company owners receive a lot of in-person support, they're concerned about how they've been represented on the internet. There are so many who are activists against something, but we need the activists who stand for the things they support, Megan said. Where are our supporters writing reviews online and countering the bad ones? Okay, so what... I have homework for everybody watching this. What I need you to do is, if you were there at the after party, uh, if you've been to Human Village Brewing Company in Pittman, New Jersey, I need you to go online on Facebook or on Google and leave them a good review because these these are good people. Like, I don't even drink beer. They had, uh, like, homemade cream soda that was really good. The night of the after party, they ran yeah. out of that cream soda. and then All the so, beer is made on site. Yeah, and they were also, like, offering to make people who didn't drink beer, like, tea which they didn't need to do but they were just like that they were great people and it's so frustrating to see them caught in the middle of this and they're being review bombed by people from all over the country and perhaps even internationally that are involved in this who like clearly okay they've never been to this establishment they they obviously don't know what the event was they're just acting making up a lot of stuff they're making up a lot of stuff we have some of these reviews here i mean you can go online and look at there's a ton of them we we just took some of them this is from their facebook page this guy brian d powers who looks like he would write something like this no offense actually no some offense screw this guy he says they hosted an openly white supremacist gathering at this establishment after an attendee after an attendee shouted white power they posted about how it was a great event Really? Was there a presentation on pedophilia from these sickos they hosted? A trash bar run by racists. I'd rather drink turpentine. Okay, no one shouted white power. Don't let us stop you, Brian. Yeah, I mean, no one shouted white power. Uh, the thing about pedophilia, I think it's like that that smear campaign that one of the British tabloids, I'm calling it a tabloid, um, ran against Sargon. It's like you... Okay, openly white supremacist gathering. This is... It's so ridiculous. And you know what? I hope... That some of the progressives that were there at these event at this event, like frankly, most of the people speaking were liberals, right? Because like aside yeah. from me, yeah, Daisy yeah. Hunter, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're like SJ. Most people were SJWs. So that's not true. But most people were on the left. There were some progressives. I hope the progressives progressives take note of this. They're calling you your panels openly white supremacists. Like mm-hmm. if if that doesn't red pill them, I don't know what will. Um, so ridiculous. 
Uh, this person, Megan Brandewi, she doesn't recommend Human Village either. She says, would be a nice place if it weren't for all the Nazis they're harboring. And this other person says this would be a bit more believable if the owners weren't of Jewish heritage. Thank you for, for using some critical thinking skills there. Uh, to which Megan s replies, doesn't matter. If folks start throwing Z-Kyles in your establishment and you don't kick them out, I'm never setting foot in there again. Okay. No one was throwing any Z Kyle's. Yeah, and first of all, you you never set foot in there. No, before. let's so let's be let's, real. You don't did. use the word again, please. Um, and what was really interesting, and a lot of people who were at the event noticed this too, is that like inside, inside the bar during the after party, there were white people, mixed people, black people, Asian, Hispanic people. Uh, I met this lovely Pakistani guy. Like we were all all different types of ethnicities and not only ethnicities were all different types of belief systems uh, you know i met some of you guys who were centrist but still watched us like there are progressives uh, other conservatives like all all types of belief systems the only like sort of like racially homogenous white authoritarians that were there at this event were the protesters. I say that 100% seriously. They were, I think the redheaded libertarian said, they were whiter than a Billy Idol song about weddings, okay? That's how white these people were. And it's like, I'm yeah. not saying that, you know, because like I'm mixed, I can't be a racist. I'm saying I'm not racist because I've never said anything racist and I was happily hanging out with people of different races. So it's so crazy. Okay, we have another one though. Michael Lasdy says, this business happily accommodated the social gathering of a far-right conference masquerading as an anti-racist event. We were so good at masquerading as an anti-racist event. We said nothing racist, had panels uh. about combating racism, and featured one of the most prolific, I think, anti-racism activists that is alive right now. Okay, he says, shame on you for not listening to your community. Like, what community? And that's something that yeah. the owners, owners said, too. Like, they were getting calls from Seattle. San Francisco, like these people were not from, and this is by the way, Tim Pool has made videos about this, who helped organize and put this thing together. He actually lives here, lives there. These people live there. So what, what happens is that we have these authoritarians who are from the other side of the country, if the same country at all, trying to dictate what this business can or cannot do. Unbelievable. Uh, shame on you for adopting and spreading these guests lies. When? Not if someone who attended this event commits a hate crime, know that Human Village thought the world of themselves for allowing this person social access to their ideological peers. These people live on a different planet. Um, and this is like, it's shocking to me how, like, they're so comfortable lying. Yeah. They're so comfortable. And I mean, I think for some of them, they're lazy and they're just happy to believe whatever someone tells them. Like, they're not... Um, intellectually curious or rigorous yeah. they're just like oh okay you said this therefore it must be true that's some of them but then there are some of them there must be that are maliciously starting these lies where it's like you didn't see it happen but you're just gonna say it right because the lie must start from somewhere i'm sure some of these people are just parroting what they've heard but somewhere somewhere down the line someone was like i'm just gonna make a bunch of stuff up um so really sad their uh their yelp review like i said as backup they've kind of sanitizes a little bit but if you're yeah if you were there if you've been there please leave them a positive review because they don't yeah they don't deserve this lauren won't say it but i'll say it. maybe if you just passed by briefly it might be <laughs> worth leaving a review sort of deal you know wink wink yeah um, um yeah they need some help because they, they it's been pretty it's been sad and honestly i spoke to her at uh yeah and uh, i felt bad for her because i could tell she was definitely like this was a serious business decision for her that mm -hmm. could have mega 
like really bad backlash and um they don't she's stuck it. by her guns yeah. and uh you know kudos to her for doing that definitely so i i would like it to be something that positive that actually gets rewarded and not not you know don't let the left win yeah exactly and the thing is um these people they figured out that they can't just force governments to deperson anyone they don't like um because you know we have rights i know they don't like that but we do um so what they're trying now is to get companies to do it right and so we see this yeah. like now it's like they're fine they're let off the government thing but they're not going to be happy until every corporation refuses to do business with you yeah, until you can't get bank access mm -hmm. if you don't think the correct things yeah and, you know and don't everything. forget they're they're not just smearing the speakers they're smearing the people who went so like if you're watching the show right now they think you're a nazi too oh absolutely um, without you already knew that though. you already knew that yeah so it's just i don't know we need to reward these people for not buying into the bs because it's like look I'm sure these people don't support me politically, but that's okay. I don't expect them to. I expect them to just be a bar, you know, good service, good drinks. And that's exactly yeah. what they did. Why doesn't someone in the chat just throw up a link to them uh, on Facebook and... Uh, yeah. That'd be good. Thank you. Thanks. Um. Yeah, so we wanted to give them a shout out. But aside from that, I think that's pretty much all we have to say for now. Sorry about the weird camera issues. We're going to take a look at what exactly yeah. is causing that. The I irony is we the, put in new cords. I think it's the cords. And... Uh, I think it's these, uh, yeah, yeah these I think it's HDMI the new cords. All right. that are doing this. Sorry, um, guys. But if you're watching this on the live stream, then be sure to stay put because we're going to be back in just a few seconds with some exclusive Q&A going over all of your super chats. We'll see you in a bit. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.